Blog Talk you have Radio. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> this woman, <laughs> you guys love my PIC, <laughs> Miss Team Awesome herself, Desiree. Well, anyhow, Desiree. Kalen <laughs> of the O'Kellen clan, the O'Kellens of the O'Pattersons. Anyhow, pay for pay. Real talk. Midwest muscles in all of the houses, in all of the cars, in all of your eardrums. Yes, that show. And this program is sponsored by P4P Mato. Sponsored. The number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you, you drug free beast. Or a drug-free athlete, and are looking for a solid foundation to stand upon, and a vehicle to drive your girls like what does I? Like a Mack truck through ice cream, chocolate mm. with sprinkles mm. of snickerdoodle persuasion. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love the snickerdoodle sprinkles. <laughs> and if you do uh, have an inkling to uh, enjoy it as well, check us out at payforpaymuscle.com where you can order all of those good tiddly bits. But for now, let us begin the tit chatter with the banter. <laughs> Hello, Desiree. Hello. Did you guys miss me? Did you miss me from last Thursday? Because I missed you. I'm glad to be back. Uh, Speaking of tiddly bits, and it's only because I really wanted to say tiddly bits. (laughs) Um, There is one little tiddly bit that you, Mr. O'Kellen of the O'Pattersons, have not come through with. We have not seen the O'Patterson crest, as you promised. Oh. Oh, my goodness. And as um, our guest promised as well. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I remember yeah, which I was. Someone had a I, did, I, I remember the tiddly. I just didn't remember the bits because I'm trying to remember what was the other crest that we were supposed to be. Uh, it'll come question. to me. Uh, it'll come to me, but that is a promise. <laughs> That you have not fulfilled. I do apologize. And then there was silence. (laughs) Hey, but um, so we've got that part of it. But since I wasn't here last Thursday and I haven't had a chance to listen to the archived recording of that interview, kind of bring me as well as any of the rest of listener land that wasn't able to uh, tune in, bring us up to speed on uh, what you covered and who you were covering it with. I I, I have no idea. <laughs> My brain is a constant fog right now. <laughs> I cannot remember who we had for Thursday. I'm not even kidding. Um, it, I am truly drawing a blank. Oh you know, wow! You had, you had you had Wonder Woman. Does that yes? Does that yeah, uh, yes. There you go. Thank you. Yes. I was thinking the alter ego. The yes. Ostrowski. Yes. Yes. I was thinking the alter ego, not the the lady herself. Because now here here's the thing. <laughs> she did so well on that show that she was almost mind reading the listeners. I have yet to be so spellbound by that kind of, you know, being in tune with our listeners as well as that woman was. It was almost verbatim how she was talking as the questions were rolling in, and she was answering them almost as I was getting ready to ask them. It was just, it it, it was almost creepy. It, It was so crazy. So, I mean, just a a great guest, and I I thank God for it, because without that, I was so lost. Obviously, I was 
in our in our mind funk so like nobody's business because I can't even remember our guests and things. So how crazy is that? <laughs> well, it sounds like you were in the best of hands and that it was a good show. And you know, speaking of tiddly bits, we still have to finish that show. <laughs> we have not covered uh, the open class of results for the P for P undefeated. And we need to do that. That's right. And we we are not prepared to do that tonight because we were supposed to have a guest. (laughs) And we do not have that guest because they um, thought it was a different date. Yes. And that happens sometimes. That totally happens. But um, the joys of what we are prepared to talk about. I know, I know, but what we are prepared to talk about is a more recent show, <laughs> which is crazy because we should just be ready to finish Keeper Be Undefeated, but we're not. Um, but we're not. Uh, while the uh, Minnesota Mayhem is still fresh in Kaylin's brain pan, we're going to talk about yes. that a little bit. So, KP, why don't you kick us off on that, on the uh, coverage of that showage? Well, now here's the thing. I I love the mayhem. Well, Dad, you you've been there as well, and you, you've actually competed in it. And one yeah. of the things I continue to marvel at is the space that you have at that venue. If the competitors say they were packed in anywhere, they're lying. I I always forget just how big the backstage is and the the, the prep rooms and all other places. It is so easy if you're not paying attention to get lost in there and, and miss a class, if you're not really ready to compete. Anybody that's just there as a bucket list, I've seen them fail many times, but the exercises pull them through and get them on stage in time. I don't know how they've managed to do it, but they all make it work, and it works quite well. I know Jack Halverson was, uh, was called to do that this year, and he did an exceptional job of, of doing that. So, you know, once again, hats off to the the crew that makes that show work in the background. It's not an easy thing. As you know, it's a lot of space. It's easy for competitors to misplace themselves, and they do it quite often. But you would never know if you were sitting in the audience because everything just seems to flow so smoothly. So I, I want to get that out there for sure. Uh, the second thing is, you know, just with the weather the way it was, and Lee still taking the precautions to make sure that the time allotted allowed the competitors to get there in a timely fashion. And he didn't uh, chastise anyone because of the road conditions because we had uh, some snow up there. But I don't know what, it, what, what anybody had down in this region, but we had lots of snow. And I know uh, Mike Newman had trouble coming home uh, because of the snow. I, I, I caught a little bit of it. After the after effects of it, but didn't catch it as bad as he did. Um, so hats off to that as well. Now getting down to the show, it was great to have it the way it is. I mean, he's got a standard that he set for that show. That's his premiere show. So, he, I mean, he, that's his baby. And he takes good care of it just like he would the, the, the kid that's always close to his heart. And he makes sure that that's the best of the best. The competitors matched it with their looks and uh, their physiques, phenomenal physiques again, once again. Uh, they know what to expect. They know what to bring in order to get those uh, first place uh, awards. It's not easy competing at that show, and uh, anyone who thinks it is has been very surprised uh, by by coming in and not, not, not coming in their best. Uh, lots of top-named athletes. Uh, I was very glad that uh, we had a judging panel that could match the athlete's look and make sure that the criteria was uh, adhered to. And a lot of people were frustrated. I think one of the people had actually been personally attacked, and that was Jamie Lynn Boyd uh, for her outfit, uh, having some issues with the wings because another athlete had accidentally broken them before she had gone on stage. This was an accident. It wasn't intentional. But she went out on stage and, and did her best uh, adhere to the criteria. And I know that uh, some people were very frustrated because they thought because of damaged wings 
that she shouldn't have placed the way she did. So I, I think if uh, people get more into the understanding of what the criteria is, they will understand what is expected. Uh, she did make mention to the, the judging and the promoter ahead of time after the issue had happened. And, you know, we dealt with it accordingly. She was not uh, punished for something she had no control over. So, you know, it was a lot of things that were going on. The show ran the way it should. And uh, we got out there in time for everyone to get to the happy party. And one of the things that I really enjoy is that enough judges stayed around where the competitors could ask uh, at the venue, at the after party, you know, what kind of feedback they needed to improve. Uh, so with that in mind, are there any questions that I might have missed? I, I guess I'm still just a little flabbergasted that, I mean, yes, the Angel Division is an opportunity to compete in a costume, but it's still more about the physique than the costume. It's yeah. not a costume yeah. competition. Yeah. A costume is required for that competition, just like a posing suit. So if the actual suit fits and the physique was on par, then if the wings were broken, I don't know how someone could get upset about a placement. But that's just me. <laughs> I mean. Like I said, if anyone that knows the criteria knows that, you know, you're supposed to have a presentation of wings. That is understood. What yeah. I was very confused about is how they would attack her as a person and competitor because of, I mean, all I could, I was singing that song, uh, Take These Broken Wings. And was she on stage with broken wings or without wings together? No, she went out on stage with broken wings. Okay, and, so the wings were still there. Yeah, so she had them, but they were damaged. So, you know, if anybody had seen them at a prior show, knows that they looked a lot different and a lot more presentable. But, you know, things happened. And and that was the thing that, you know, I, like we were alerted to what was going on. So it was no surprise that this was going to be happening. You know, she was very hurt. Anybody who's, you know, wanting to do their best, and then have something go astray, of course, is going to affect your mood. But she still presented herself well. And honestly, if you weren't paying attention and just seeing the, the wing itself, you wouldn't have thought anything of it because her T-walk was on point and uh, she handled herself quite well in that division. So I was the, the fallout was very surprising because, you know, everything was running as it should and accordingly. So I was a little confused how you would attack her by going after her wings instead of her presentation on stage. Because, Des, as a competitor, you know that's what is paramount. You know, how you present yourself and the wings are more like an accessory. I mean, that's like, for me, it was like saying, well, somebody's uh, button fell off their number, and so they're going to be punished because of that. Sometimes those things on turns pop off. It's not the competitor's fault. Do you chastise them for that happening? Or you, you saying that, you know, some of the blame starts to, to fall apart because of the different posing and everything. And sometimes, you know, the wardrobes uh, have been, aren't done correctly and, and there's some issues with that. But they still present themselves as best as they can with what they have for the time they have because you're, it's a time-allotted event. And it's not like you can have somebody backstage mending these things as the show is going. So I I, I was very, I, I, was, I, I thought that was a very me, uh, menial, childish thing to go after. But, hey, you know, it, it's, there's going to be people, and I've said it many times, that should not compete because they're truly not competitive. They more are going for a first place win or win or win or win or nothing. It's all or nothing for them. And, and that's just not competition. You go up there with your best and somebody else's best, and whoever has the best presentation wins. You don't sit there and find fault with someone and say, well, because they were lacking in this, you know, they should lose because their trunks weren't as brown as mine. Or they're, you know, it, it, was, just, it was just so goofy to me 
And so when I started singing that song, there was a lot of people that were a little bit frustrated with me. But I was doing it for the point of saying it's it's not that big a deal to be trying to say, well, you know, if you don't look according to my standards, then you don't win. There's a criteria for every division, every class, and every category. And if that person matches up to that best, then they are supposed to win. This. Well, I think you've covered that very well. Um, I really don't have anything to add. It's just, you know, it sounded like, looked like from all uh, all angles that it was a fantastic show. Um, yes, but I it guess, was. you know, as you said, sometimes things happen, and that's just the way that that cookie crumbled, unfortunately. But exactly. um, some of the other highlights that went along with the Minnesota Mayhem, so they provided um, basically 11,000, almost 12,000, 11,500 in free amateur entries this year. So in helping yes. to support the athletes, um, they also provided professional stage photography photography for all the competitors, Zero. and that was just part of the competition experience. They did not need to purchase those photos. Um, and those are things that um, they can expect at next year's Minnesota Mayhem as well. And before we get to the results of this year, I do want to throw out something. I don't know if you guys saw our mention on the uh, Midwest Muscle Facebook page. Oh, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. in the 2020 Minnesota Mayhem, there is going to be a $10,000 payout for the first place pro bikini competition. And this is going to be yes. by invitation only. So um, all of the pro bikini competitors that compete for that $10,000 check are going to have to be invited. You can't just show up because you're a pro. You have to be a pro that's invited. So that is pretty phenomenal. And I know that uh, promoter Leif Anderson would love to have that level of payout for all of his pro categories. But bikini seems to be best represented. And so bikinis got yes. the dollars at this point. So we need to uh, get more folks in the other pro categories to raise those pro dollars. And this is a guaranteed payout. There you so go. regardless of the yes, number yes. of bikini competitors that show up, it's a guaranteed payout. So, you know, bikini usually shows up in fourth everywhere that they go for the most part. Um, so pros, why you just you certainly can in just a sec, but just why leave that kind of money on the table? You've got twelve exactly. months to get ready for the largest payout I have seen to date, bikini divas, bikini pros. So uh get this yeah. on your yeah. calendar, Google it and get ready. All right, take it away, Google Kiki. It. What I Google was it. gonna say because when I made that post, I got several messages saying you know, there are a lot of uh, promoters, promoters and organizations that say they're going to guarantee the payout until the day it happens. Now, that would have been a true statement if Leaf had not already prior to that show and that statement already done the guaranteed payout. And that was with uh, the backing or when she was at the Wisconsin Warrior and she came to her, her division and she was the only competitor because she was the only one, she got the money. And it was she guaranteed. She did, and that was in women's bodybuilding. Yeah. Yes. So we, that, we, you, it's already been done. So when I got that message, I was able to go back to that, also to our post, because we shared that to uh, – our pages, and the Midwest Muscle. So, you know, this was well in the past. So this is something that's already prior to being announced had already been shown to be done, D-O-N-E. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted where you basically, where we start comparing and try to do apples and oranges. He's already done what he said he's going to do. So, you know, Let's just throw that out there and, and make sure you understand that this money will be there and they will be paid. I just wanted to put that out there. Yes. So things just got kind of serious 
as they oh, uh, as they like to say. Is that one class? <laughs> Are you kidding? I guess you could say things just got kind of serious. <laughs> I, I, I think what movie uh, somebody should I can't retire think of that. Right I'm just throwing that out there. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll just throw it out there. I don't know, Kaylin. Oh my gosh. And you know, I'm sorry guys, this is my mind is going a million and one places right now. I was just thinking of uh Kaylin and his bikini pop and how uh it's unfortunate that he cannot <laughs> compete oh, in that category for the um, right ten thousand the ten thousand <laughs> But one thing, one thing that has crossed our radar, and we have had a past show about this, and not to digress, because I know we need to get to the winners of the Minnesota Mayhem. But next month, November 16th, there is going to be the New York Transgender Bodybuilding Federation Men's Bodybuilding Women's Physique Competition. And I, you know, I, and I just, I just wanted to share that because I say, I think that's great. Because the last time we talked about this, there was the big debate on whether or not transgender athletes should be allowed to compete on the stage with non-transgender athletes. And I still stand by my stance is that no, they should not. Just because of I, I understand that they identify a certain way and that they consider themselves to be whoever it is they consider themselves to be, and that is fine. But there are just some genetic differences that cannot be overcome that would give them an advantage, particularly um, men that have transitioned to becoming a woman. They still have all of those genetic benefits over women's physique and ability to put on muscle, build muscle, all of those things, regardless of what their new form looks like. And all, and you know, all, and so I think that it's great. It's great that they now have this opportunity to compete on a level playing field, apples to apples. Kaylin? Well, I was going to say, I don't know if you remember Lainey back in the day when she was talking about if they are taking drugs to make that transition, they've already excluded themselves from the natural federation. Yeah. Yes. And then there's that aspect of it, too. There's definitely that aspect of it, too, because the hormones that they're taking to make their transition, that then they are, you know, no longer a quote unquote natural athlete. And so, That's again, a, there's just no, way, no way that you can have a level playing field on, you know, on in several areas. So I'm glad that that outlet is there, and we'll just continue to watch it and see how it grows. And, you know, because bodybuilding as a sport or just as a hobby, it just helps so so many people through so many different transitions whoa, in their life, whether it's, whoa, 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 whether it's whoa. on the level that we're talking here if it's individuals coming out of a bad relationship, if it's individuals that had a health issue and needed something to help get them back to, you know, feeling their best life, it's just an outlet for so many people. And it's a positive outlet for so many people for a lot of different reasons. And so, um, you know, I'm glad to see it. We'll see how it grows. Um. That's all okay. I have to say about that. No, no, we got to add one more. We got to add yep, one more. Yep, go ahead. Oh, this is from Jacob. A woman not wearing a top on stage, male, considers herself male, is still nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's a tough one. And, and that, I mean, but... It is a tough one, but if you look at the venue where they're going to be having that and people know in advance what it is that they may see up on stage, if they still choose to attend and support it, then, you know, I mean, what can you really do? That is one of the things that um, – With their children? That, that that goes with the territory. And I it would not be appropriate – 
for the stages that we've been on because a lot of them are family affairs. And I would probably not be comfortable with my small child seeing that, but that's me no. as a parent. Seeing the naked oh, no. breast is what I'm referring to. That's what yeah. I'm referring to. So, so before anybody gets that twisted, that's what we're talking about right now, and that's what I'm referring to. Even if it's being presented yeah. on what is being termed as a man's body, I don't necessarily think that that is appropriate. So, you know, I don't know. I That's, that's beyond me. It's, it's, it's more of an ethical question that each person has to answer individually. Um, it's, it, things just aren't cut and dried. They're no. just not. So it's, it's a case-by-case basis for each person to decide yes. what they find appropriate for themselves and their families. I mean, I, yeah, that's, I, I don't even have the words to go down that road right now. <laughs> I just don't. No. I just don't. Don't do so, it. Don't do it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I am not going to. But I do. I just wanted to put it out there because you know we have listeners of all kinds, and that opportunity does exist for bodybuilding, for individuals wanting to compete in that type of program. So it's out there. Oh well, Google it. You can find it. Yes, but it's still the same thing. Of it's already out there because of enhanced shows. So you know it. it, it when you talk about a slippery slope, there's there's a lot that you don't want to get involved with. I just say stay natural and and keep it simple. I mean, because when you start doing all these other additives and everything else, you're still talking about your health. Um, I guys, I get you clearly. I don't want to get your names out there. Because I don't want people coming after you personally. Dad and I, we're 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 big kids, so we can take that kind of uh, attacks, but it, it shouldn't be going out to the listeners. So I'll, I'll leave your names out for that. We hear you, what you're saying, um, and we'll just leave it at that. Like Dad says, it, it's it's a it's a road you don't want to go down if you want to stay natural, because there's simply no way to do that in a natural status when you're saying that you identify that. If you want to identify that and you want to step on stage, you still have to fit the criteria of what's expected. And in order to fit those dimensions, sometimes drugs will have to be involved. Um, And if you're really starving yourself to stage, we can never recommend that. So we'll leave that at that. Go ahead, Des, let's get that Minnesota (laughs) man. Yes, let's get to the Minnesota mayhem, guys. It's, I just wanted to showcase that there is an opportunity for, for transgender individuals. And yes. whatever that looks like, that's what it looks like. But it is out there. Um, so not diving into right, wrong, and different, what they need to do. It's not a judgment zone. It's talking about bodybuilding, lifting weights, change people's lives. And they're wanting to compete as athletes, oh. and now they have an opportunity. Now they have an opportunity to compete on a fair playing field. That's all I'm that, saying. You, you agree, you disagree, but that's that's what it is. That, yes. Uh, but, Sam wants to know if uh, is this a topic you'd be covering on your Iowa show? Uh, on my Iowa show, on my um, yeah. radio program, probably yeah. not, because that's more simply nutrition based. It has nothing to do with the bodybuilding realm, and so I don't know that there would be a reason to cover that on my show. Well, two, you, different, two different, two different folks. Radio show, and they need to know. They want to know what that, what's that all about. Yeah. Well, I have an opportunity to, um, I have a uh, weekly half-hour session to talk about health, wellness, and nutrition on uh, KPOG 102.9 FM and I like local station. So most of you outside of <laughs> the Des Moines area would not be able to pick it up, but I do live stream it on my Facebook page. I and hear so, uh, that's KPOG. Yep, I like that. Well. So, 
<laughs> we're going to be talking about uh we're going to be talking about um oh, what are we talking about? We're going to be talking about uh oh, we're going to come back to what we're going to be talking about. I don't know why I can't think <laughs> of the word right now. <laughs> we're going to be talking about metabolism. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. We're going to be talking about metabolism. So there you have it. I don't even know. I haven't even brought up bodybuilding once on that show because it's just a totally different audience and it's a totally different show. There you go. <laughs> so you have there it. You All go. right. Minnesota Mohawk. Now that I've totally derailed us, totally. I didn't realize this would be such a big deal. <laughs> show that, that show was out there, but evidently it, it is. Uh, Welcome back, then. Woo! Welcome back, Carter. All right. Angel Division, Minnesota Mayhem. You know, I think this is probably the largest Angel Division I've seen to date. Um, And there were seven, seven competitors, so that's a good-sized class. Usually you have one, you might have two, maybe three if it's a a really active show, but this one had seven. And granted, this is a newer category. I say it's newer, but it's really been around for, what, five, six years at least? Mm -hmm. But uh, I think – finally starting to gain some traction so it's uh it's it's getting out there um and so we had so your first place winner was uh <laughs> miss broken wings herself jamie voigt <laughs> she had yes. first place so congratulations to jamie uh followed up by anna spore in second and andy jones in third place so congratulations to those ladies um and as I said, bikini really continues just to show up across the board. And there were several bikini categories at the Minnesota Mayhem. And they were upwards of, you know, six, seven, eight, nine competitors in a class. So love to see that. Um, love to see that. It was the uh, P4P undefeated, though. It was just kind of unreal, the number of competitors they had especially in figure. I'm still reeling about the number oh, of so individuals they have in all of this I feel so bad for that figure class. Good Lord. The, the beginners. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I have never seen so many beginners. I have never seen so many beginners. So that was phenomenal. But we're talking about the Minnesota Mayhem. And the yes, bikini beginner class, I mean, they have nine, nine competitors, and that's phenomenal. First place, congratulations to Tara Mitchell, followed up by Maya Erickson in second, and Sarah Bell in third now that's beginner and then there was also novice Mm -hmm. so beginner is first-time competitors and sometimes it depends on the show and how they categorize their classes becomes because sometimes they'll say novice and it's the same as beginner but in this instance so you have beginner meaning first-time competitors novice meaning they have not won sometimes it means they haven't finished better than third um, but usually it means they've competed before, but they have not won. And so in the novice category, and this is interesting. You'll have to tell me a little bit about this, Caitlin. There was a flip-flop. So in Bikini Beginner, yeah. you had Tara Mitchell that was first place, and Maya Erickson that was second. But in Bikini, Bikini Novice, we now see Maya Erickson in first place, Tara Mitchell in second place, and then congratulations to April Lula in third place. So Talk to me a little bit about that, because usually once you see an individual in a slot and they've competed against, you know, similar competitors in a different category before, their their positions usually don't change, it seems, historically. But here, that's not the case. Well, now, this one was, was, was a good one, because this is where it comes down to posing. And I think the one lady had just gotten winded, and couldn't hold her poses like she had done prior, and it showed. And she was just out cold mm-hmm. because the lady just kept staying in her poses, uh, knocking it out the park. I mean, the first time they were neck and neck, and, you know, one got scored better, but the second one, it was a clear difference, and so it had to be scored accordingly. And, I, I mean, Leaf has said this many times. I've, I've heard Newman say it many times. You have to stay in your poses, you know, and I, I think people tend to forget when they when they get the pose and then when they're, you know, say to relax, some people really relax. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's kind of no. funny. It, 
it's one of those funny, not funny situations. But uh, it's it it does make a difference, and obviously in this time it it did. But it was like a clear, it, you could really see the difference in posing. It it was it was more than noticeable, and you know it 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 flopped. It, and and I think even Newman had said something like that, and Leaf had brought it up as well when he was announcing you know who was who had won, because people weren't quite understanding how it could change when the same people relatively, you know, because sometimes we have one or two competitors that aren't in the previous class or category uh, that join in. So sometimes, you know, that happens, but then there's times when it's the same lineup. But if the posing is that different, posing does make a difference when it comes to scoring. And if you're holding the people accountable to what they're supposed to do, not what you think they represent, then you have to score accordingly. And that's what happened with that class. Gotcha, gotcha. Because this story, as I'm uh, looking over the results here, it just kind of gets more interesting to me. So that was the bikini beginner and bikini novice classes. So then we moved to the open class, which was broken up into three categories. So you have bikini short, and uh, first place went to April Lula, who placed third in novice, second place to Jamie Voigt, and third place to Charity Gallardo. So that was bikini open short. Now, Bikini Open Medium, here we see Tara Mitzel again back in first place. So whatever mm. happened in Bikini Novice, she must have pulled it back together, but she's yes, also she competing against several different individuals in the Bikini Open mm-hmm. Medium category. So Tara Mitzel, first place, Denise Irons in second place, and Sarah mm-hmm. Bell in third. And then you have Bikini Open Tall, and you have first place went to Mariah Albrecht, second place, here's Maya Erickson again, and then third place is Stephanie Langlos. And, of course, when anytime you have an open category or an open class that's split into three categories, then your first place winners all compete against each other for the overall. So you had April Lula from short competing against Tara Mitzel from median, medium competing against Mariah Albrecht from tall. So you have those three winners competing. And here we see Tara Mitzel, your Bikini Open overall champion. So, I mean, consistently, she took first place in two categories and then came back to win the overall. So, ultimately, took first place three times. Mm -hmm. But that is just very interesting to me. And since Mariah Albrecht did not compete in beginner or novice so as Kaylin was saying sometimes you get new people that come into the open class that you know did not compete in some of the um, other classes within bikini and so she was all new and Maya came in second so she did not get a chance to compete against Tara in the overall so I would have been interested to see how that would have played out if she had been there but she wasn't so interesting Interesting, folks, at least stuff that I find interesting. <laughs> you guys are all sitting out there saying, just get on with it. And so I guess I'm going to get on with it. But uh, interesting to me. Bikini Masters, 40-plus, five in this field. First place, congratulations to Denise Irene. So good for her. So she took second in the Open, and here she is in 40 Masters winning. So that's great. Second place, Deanne Phillips, and third place, Charity Gallardo, which is another name that uh, we saw. She took third in Bikini Open Short. So the Masters standing strong in the open class. And then first place in Bikini Masters 50-plus goes to Deanne Phillips. And she took second place in Bikini Masters 40-plus. So that rocks. Look at you, Deanne Phillips, 50-plus, representing. There you go. You go, girl. You go. All right, so men's physique beginner. Now, this 10 in that class, 10 in that class, actually no 11 because there was a tie for eighth place. So 11, first place, Colton Lukes, second place, Marcus Klingenschmidt, and third place to Kendall Kose or Kosey. I'm not sure. Do you remember how that's pronounced, Kaylin? No. You don't get me in trouble. Put <laughs> you on the spot. All right. And so there, so we had beginner, which is first-time competitors, and we moved to 
Men's Physique Novice, where they've competed before but haven't won. So I guess if you compete in beginner, that still qualifies as competing before. So you can compete in novice as well. First place still, Colton Luke. Second place, Marcus Klingenschmidt. So they're still hanging out there neck and neck, which is what, you know, you would kind of expect to see from athletes who have competed against each other previously. And then third place went to Patrick Van House. So congratulations there. Then we moved to the Open, and there were two classes there, Men's Physique Open Short and Men's Physique Open Tall. And no surprise, first place in Open Short went to Marcus Klingenschmidt, second place Andrew Lotka, and third place to Dan Ogren. So here you have newbies still knocking it out of the ballpark. So that is, and I've seen some of those photos, and that was a tough. Tough class. Um, we'll get yeah. Kalen's thoughts on that here in just a second. Men's Physique Open Tall, first place, Colton Lukes. Second place, Andrew Wallach. And third place, Kendall Coates. And then Colton Lukes takes it all. So, I mean, this dude just probably had a dream competitive date. He comes in, never competed before, sweeps the whole thing. And he's now a pro. So talk to us about that. <laughs> talk to us about Men's Physique. Hey, uh, just the buzzsaw in in the in the room. Uh, that there was nobody touching that guy. He he was so ready. He was so in it, and he he had a team with him. So he had. Uh, I don't know if you remember at the Shy Town where Terrence Terrell and his workout buddy were so competitive, getting ready for their their respective shows at the Shy Town uh-huh. that. They just pushed each other to another level. I guess that's the best way to say it. And one was going to be on top, and the other one was basically going to be second place. And that's how it ended up. We, you didn't, they didn't know how it was going to turn out until they got there because, you know, everybody's body is different, and we all peak at different times. Some people peak, at, peak in the morning, and some people peak, peak at night, but it's on the same day. But they look phenomenal at different times of the day. And you just don't know when it comes to your body. And, you know, we've tried to be exact science with it, but the body's going to be what the body's going to be, and it's going to do what it does when it wants to. And it's, it, we're getting better at it, but it's still one of those phenomenal times where the buzzsaw entered the room and stayed that way all day. So hats off to, to Colton and all the work, and hats off to the people that supported him to get there because he really brought a great package. And his posing matched that package, and he knew his best poses. And you could tell he had taken time away from that mirror and had just done it in his mind when he was facing the judges because he knew to present his package to every, I shouldn't say it that way, present his form and physique to the every judge in, uh, in, in the judging panel, not just the center judge. So that was really important as well. He knew how to own that stage, and he did so. I think a good example would be when uh, Laura Bird or, or Misty is on stage and they make sure they acknowledge everyone in the building. They're uh, two of the, the greats. I know Jess does it as well, and uh, Lauren does it as well. I'm talking about bikini competitors, pros. Now, uh, they do phenomenal jobs of presenting themselves to everyone in the venue. That is something special. It's rare. I know Des does it as well, but we haven't seen her in a while, so I, I don't want to bring her name up. With the, with the, uh, uh, I'm just throwing it. I'm just throwing that out. You've anyway, been throwing. Uh, you've been throwing. That arm's gonna need ice as much throwing as you've been doing. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Really on stage. He was that butt up. We talk about it a lot as competitors, uh, as judges, and as uh, just fans of the sport. There's always going to be that buzzsaw that enters the building. Sometimes it's going to be used, sometimes it's not. But he was that buzzsaw, and he cut down all competition because he just owned the night. There was, I mean, it was just hard to beat that fella, and he presented himself all day. It, it never slacked off. Even when he was not being called upon, he stayed in pose and position. And that, that's what's expected, especially if you're talking about winning that pro card at, at such a, a big event like the, the Mayhem. So you, you can't 
come, like I said, you got to bring the total package. And he did. His posing was on, uh, his presentation was on, uh, his stage appearance, everything matched. I mean, matched the criteria perfectly. And uh, he, he really owned that stage. And so his win was well earned. All right, so there you have it. Um, so classic figure, you don't really see this anywhere outside of the INBA, PNBA, and really I've only seen it at the uh, Natural Olympia. I have yet to see it at the uh, amateur co- competitive level, but yet here it is. And uh, the winner there was Courtney Spaeth, which is not a surprise. So classic figure, I haven't really seen full posing for this, but one of the main differences here is that the competitors are in a one-piece competition suit. It is not two-piece, and so it is very different. So I guess, Kaylin, talk to us about how it was to judge that when more of the physique is covered and you can't see, you know, typically what you're used to being able to see in order to judge and score. Well, now I, I got to go with the understanding that Courtney picked a fabulous outfit. I am a fan of this category. I, my goodness, if, if it's supposed to be, well, I like she presented it. I am truly a fan. I, I, I loved her outfit. I almost sound like one of these uh, entertainment shows, but it was phenomenal, and it fit her physique perfectly. And if if people that choose to do that category are matching their physiques with the outfit, I think that's going to be huge because it it just looks so good on stage. And uh, if you do the work and, and make the outfit fit fit you instead of just the opposite. I I think it's going to be one of the bigger categories uh, in the future because she made it look marvelous. I I was, I was like, wow, she, she has a a great figure to begin with, but with that outfit, it really stands out. I don't know if you got a chance to see that outfit, but it, it really, really looks good. And also uh, Tenika Heidemann, she looks phenomenal in a one piece as well. I mean, it's very classy, very well done. Um, yes. I like it. It's just different. So if you can explain to us, other than the one piece posing suit, what what does classic figure um, involve? Well, the posing is a little bit different. Uh, they have the option of uh, coming out. You know, it, it, it's they still have a T walk. They, you know, everything pretty match, pretty much matches up. But the outfit has to stay in in form with your body. And I think that's okay. what's going to be the interesting part about it. Is like in a two piece, you can pretty much contour how you want. But in a one piece, it, it's you really have to be in shape to make that work. I, I'm interested to see how someone who's a little off in their physique uh, will be able to present that one piece as well as what we saw. I mean, because we kind of got spoiled with it being Courtney being the one where I got to see it. I, I had forgotten about Tenica and how she has, was able to work it out in Cali. But I'm, And I'm glad you referenced that. But uh, they, you're talking about top-notch athletes that are doing that presentation, so we, we're kind of spoiled in that. So I would... I would definitely recommend anyone who's going to do that category, make sure you're in the best shape of your life because it's not something that's easily done considering, you know, it's a one piece. So if there's any kind of uh, spillage or, or, you know, spillover, it's not going to be a good look for you because there's going to be a lot of uh, overhang. I I guess I'll say it like that. And it's not, it's not an easy outfit to hide any any uh, any faults in your physique. So it'd be very ready to do that and make sure you're on point if you're going to enter that category because if we have a first-place image of Courtney Spaeth and Tenuck in our minds, that's what we expect to see and someone close to that. So it's, it's not going to be easy 
with uh, physiques like that, pulling off those outfits like that and, and looking as good as they do and then someone coming in with a lesser standard expecting to beat someone in that category. It's not going to be easy. Uh, do your work for sure and make sure you work on the posing because, like I said, those outfits contour with a well-shaped physique. You can see where it would be glaring issues for someone who are trying to hide their faults underneath it. So it's not something uh, you can hide in because of the, uh, those outfits are, are, are really good, but you cannot hide in them at all. And I know I think somebody had mentioned that backstage, but when we were sitting in the judges panel, it, it, it's, it's very noticeable if you, if you have any issues with your physique. Yes. All right, there you go. But uh, yeah, fantastic. So I'm interested to see. I'm interested to watch that one um, because it, it's. I think it's just a very beautiful. Not that figure isn't beautiful, but it just gives it another layer of elegance because of the nature of the suit. So there you go. Congratulations to Courtney Spaeth, um, your classic figure winner. Um, figure novice. We had five in this group. We have Nicole Sierzik, and I'm sorry, Nicole, if that's wrong. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, second place went to Desiree Starr, and third place went to Amy Roush. So that was your figure novice group. Uh, figure open, so they had uh, just one open class. Now, see, here you go. You have um, P4P undefeated, and they had, you know, upwards of 13, 14, 15 people on stage, and um, – this this class had four. <laughs> so I guess that just goes to show the difference from show to show and how category sizes can spin. But first place in the figure open went to Nicole Sirzik, second place to Amy Roush, and third place to Winona Fila. So congratulations, lady. And here's what I always get a kick out. Figures Masters 50-plus, first place, Nicole Sirzik. Second place, Nicole Skalman, and third place to Amy Roush. So you had two figure open competitors and novice competitors, and they were 50 plus. And I think that's fantastic. And that that's is awesome. And they played very well. So congratulations, ladies. Um, so there you have it. And then, uh, you know, I'm. My information here says 50-plus, but I'm seeing it listed twice, so I'm going to assume they're 40-plus, but still, phenomenal. Two novice competitors, 40-plus, winning across the board. So Nicole Tierzik and Amy Roush now figure masters 50-plus, because I want to give credit where credit's due. First place went to Denise mm -hmm. Booz, and second place Jennifer Wolf. So we've got that in there, and... Uh, yeah, um, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I'm not, I'm not care what it says here on this paper. <laughs> I'm thinking one's got to go. be 40-plus and one's 50-plus. So there you have it. Bodybuilding open. Men's first place, Parker Heinrich. Second place went to Julian Smead, and third to Luis Loscano. So talk to us about bodybuilding men's open, Kalen. Now, <laughs> this is one where – I think one of the competitors had jumped the gun a little early because he was he had a very nice physique backstage. And when we got on stage, you know, like there was it was talk about, you know, hey, we we got to do the posing. And sometimes you, you it, it's almost like one of those where you see the, the memes where the guy celebrates crossing the finish line before he gets there, and then somebody uh -oh. just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So that's what happened with this one because, like, the the guy had – he definitely had the physique, and he was almost more into how the poses should look in his mind as compared to what should be presented in front of the judges. And, you know, it, it showed. And as much as we would love to have, you know, the person that, that looks the best backstage, if they're not doing it on stage, then you, you have to score accordingly. And, and sadly, this is one of those situations that, that uh, you know, it was, a, it was neck and neck. And uh, it, was, it, it was just one of those where, okay, now there's a clear difference 
on stage because the poses are there for one and not for the other. I mean, this is, uh, I, I think even Courtney Spade had said it, you know, where it just hurt because they, they could even see it from the side stage, uh, of, you know, just how the pulling wasn't. And, and, and it's sad, especially when you have so many people that have been judges at the show. It's like we want to say it, but it's unfair for someone to call out for one and not the rest. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where you wish they had a coach that was more vocal, but it, it didn't happen. So, you know, it, it's sad, but, you know, you you, you got to call it like it is because you can't say, well, I saw that person backstage and they look better then. You know, that's not how you're supposed to score it. So this is one of those situations with bodybuilding open where what whatever you wanted to go, you can only go with what's what's presented, and and that was one of those situations. And the posing was just not there. I mean, just no other way. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, and hopefully in those instances, the athlete takes the time to connect with the judges, and you know, instead of being mad at the critique, takes the critique to heart so they can improve for the next show. And and that's how and that's how they're going to win. So. That will, uh, hopefully that was the case. Um, classic physique open. We had eight in that class. First place, congratulations to Dennis Bunner. Second to Dalton Schreiner. And third place to Parker Heinrichs. So some of these names, or at least one of them. So Parker, he took uh, first place in uh, bodybuilding open. But yet he took third place in classic physique open. And although I didn't uh-huh. see, um, you know, how the how the physiques played out, that seems appropriate because they are two totally different yeah. classes. And again, this is this is my slow burn on this one, and I'm I'm still watching and uh, seeing how this all plays out with different criteria. So thus, you should have a different result. That's just my two cents, but I was not there. Caleb yeah. Patterson, talk to us about class physique open. No, no, you're right. And, uh, the, you know, with the size, um, posing, and I, I like, it, it keeps going back to posing because that's, that's a big part of it. And, you know, I, I know our listeners sometimes get uh, sick of us keep referring back to it, but it's so very true. It's like if you have a basketball game, you have to go with the dimensions of the basketball court as to what you're going to score as legal. Anything out of that is out of bounds. It's the same thing when you talk about the, the if the poses aren't where they're supposed to be, if the mandatories aren't done, that you, don't, you don't reward bad behavior. And if you're not doing the poses, then that's bad behavior. If you say quarter turn to your right and then you call out, you know, the, the next quarter turn and you want to go the other way, you know, do you basically keep waiting for the, <laughs> the competitor to get it right, or do you score accordingly? And then when you call out a double bicep and someone does a front last spread, what what do you do with that? Do you keep saying, well, I know they look good, so this is how we're going to score it? You, you just can't do that. And, you know, if this one, the classic, men's classic physique, they have different poses as compared to men's bodybuilding. And when he calls out those different poses, like you, you'll go through the standard uh, mandatories for the, the poses, and then you have classic physique posing specifically. And if you don't know those poses, you're not supposed to be rewarded for it. And this is, you know, it's, it, it, they're learning. I, I get that. And they, they're going to grow into that sport, I mean, into that category, and it's going to be a phenomenal thing. Richie Lopez is it's incredibly good at men's, really, men's classic fitting clothing. I mean, just phenomenal. And he uh, he should hold his own seminar for it because he's he's one of the most gifted at it, uh, Garino Mackey as well. So if, if, if you're not doing your research and homework and you're just jumping into a category because it's open and you want to try it out, by all means, knock yourself out. But if you win in one and don't win in the other, do not be frustrated or upset because there's different criteria that's being asked to be given. This is one of those situations that 
All right, there you have it. Uh, shout out to Classic Physique Masters 40 Plus. First place, Alan Baselich. And second place to Jacob Hamby. Classic Men's Physique Masters 50 Plus. First place, Frederick Reinhold. Sports model, there's Andy Jones. First place again. She's still tearing up that category. Second place to Anna Spore. And then congratulations to uh, Desiree Starr, women's physique beginner and novice winner. So she took both of those. Glad to see her trying out a new category. We saw that name earlier in figure. Um, going back, hey, Dan, going back, going back. Hey, what? Can we go back and 50 plus masters? We sure can. I don't know if you Go got ahead. to see some of his posts. This guy can pose his butt off. The 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 master's class, the men's classical He Frederick Reinhold. Oh, yes, he looks great up there. He really enjoyed his time up there, and I, I you gotta love that. I know you're a big fan of people that enjoy their time up on stage, and I you would have been a sure fan of his. But he really made the most of every minute he had. That is awesome. That is awesome. I'll have to, I I don't think I've seen his photos yet, but I'm going to check them out and see. But I always love that because when you see someone on stage that's having fun, you just enjoy watching them that much more because you're just caught up in their energy and their enthusiasm, or at least I get that way. And it's just fun. It's a joy. Whether they win or draw, they could be my favorite athlete of the whole night just because of how much fun they were having on stage. Um, pro women's physique, first place, Courtney Space. Second, Vicki Wolfell. Wolfell. Pro men's physique, first place, Michael Zanotti. And uh, pro bikini, first place, Priscilla Garza. Second, Jennifer Lover. And third, Andy Jones. So that is... Awesome, and that's what she wrote. So, Kaylin Patterson, pro women's physique. I am not surprised. Courtney Spates is on top of her form. I mean, I I don't I can't foresee any show she would be in this year where she's not going to place extremely well. I'm very interested to see how the natural Olympia goes for her. That, that's going to be really tough. It's going to I think from what I've seen this year. It's going to have to be someone we haven't seen from overseas that comes and dethrones her because she has been on a roll and she's been picking my brain about yeah. diets, and, you know, eating all these different shows, and it, it's it's something that's worked for her and she's doing phenomenal with it. She's got a great support group. Her husband has been doing all her meals, so she doesn't have to, you know, basically worry about that factor. Just uh, consume the food and 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 you know, keep on getting on stage and working her magic. Um, it's interesting that she she was doing as well as she did because she had a tough competitor that, that she had in the figure class. And I think, you know, sometimes if the, the carbs are too low, we can't hear the judges. We think there's a sound issue, but it's more like a food issue because your brain just can't keep up with what's being asked. And it seems that sometimes that uh, she was way behind in getting into the pose, and by the time she had already set, it was, you know, being asked to be going to another one, so we'd already scored for that uh, that particular mandatory pose. So it, it, it cost her, and uh, it, was, it was sad because, you know, she looked, uh, what was the second place competitor's name? I can't remember. It is, oh, goodness, have I lost that? Hold on, folks. I'm getting there. I am getting okay, well, there. I, I just want to Go say ahead. that she so what you're saying is better. opposing posture. Yes, exactly. And she looked a lot better backstage uh, when she was running herself through in the mirror poses. So, you know, it would have been a, a much tougher uh, judging if, if she had uh, been like she had been back at the backstage. So, you know, it was a, a shame. And I know that Vicki Wolfel? The figure. Yeah. 
the pro figure. I um, know Lisa no, tried. That was. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, she was women's physique. Marie Hexo okay. was second place pro figure. Okay, there you go. Well, she she had, uh, she was trying. But, uh, you know, like when Leaf was trying to make sure everything was going the way it was supposed to, uh, she was uh, lagging and in, in get, getting into the poses. And you can only try so hard. I mean, if you you definitely don't want to show favoritism on stage because it's just not fair to the other competitors. So that was one of those situations. She 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 definitely was a pro on stage. I'm not knocking that. It just seemed like something was missing and, and getting into the poses and, and, and it ended up costing us. I that I just wanted to point point that out. Okay, gotcha. And and I think it sounded like there were some issues with bikini posing as well at some point yes. in the competition. Yes. Um, I, I think you know the the, the long hair is great, but if it's covering your body to where you can't see your figure, form, or physique, then that's an issue. And if the judge is asking you to you know present yourself, he can't say, "Hey, move your hair." And, and there were a couple of times where it's almost like he 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 almost sounded. Like he wanted to say it, but he knew he couldn't because if it's like you you see a great physique on stage, but if you if it's not presented in the way it can be presented, then that's an issue. And you know, it's like <laughs> it was so funny because there were two that just oh, they looked so good, but you could never see it because there was something being covered whether it being turned the wrong way, if you're supposed to be in a side pose and you have your back to the judges, then we can't see that pose. It's just no way to do it. And if it's time to move the hair out of the way so we can see your back and all that we see is the hair, then there's no way to score that pose. So, you know, it's it's one of those, and, and granted, these are novice and beginners, but they would have placed much higher, much higher if they had uh, worked on their posing just a little bit better, just, you know, just the little things that, that added up and took, took people from the position they had worked so hard for if they had only worked just as hard in posing. Yep. And there you have it. And that's all we have to say about that because our time is up. And if we haven't beaten oh a dead God. horse, guys, if you take nothing away from tonight, posing, posing, posing again. I know you guys get tired of hearing of it for our faithfuls that tune in every week, but several examples tonight of folks that did not place as Blair. well as they probably could have Blair. because of posing. Example. Yes. So, with that being said, please, please, please <laughs> practice your posing. Yes. Your posing. All right, Kaylin, we are way over time. Snickerdoodle shout out. Snickerdoodle would have got better posing. <laughs> Congrats to all of the Minnesota Mayhem competitors. Regardless of where you place, you know you're all winners in our eyes. Thanks for getting up on stage and doing what you do so we can do what we do. And uh, on behalf of myself, Kaylin Patterson, uh, Snickerdoodle. Eaters and drinkers everywhere. The boys from P4P Muscle, your body's a temple, so let's build it.